Start a small business. <laughs> no need to work 40, 50 hours a week, slaving your life away. Obtain financial freedom. Be your own boss and create your own destiny. Moguls are the new superstars. The path to country club membership and at least Mercedes Benz is paved in gold as you take your business trips to Orlando or Vegas. Validation from your in-laws is just an LLC and Facebook business page away. At least, that's what they tell you anyways. Through social media, websites, and targeted ads, you're sold an image. Small business owners seem to walk on water. You'd think you're the last person on Earth working a regular job with a regular boss. But there's trouble in paradise, and its name is In Over Your Head. People start looking to start their own business, don't know what they don't know. But that's why we started our Small Business Confidential podcast, to share what we've learned from years of experience. There's not a lot of people in on this, so remember, dear podcast listeners, you heard it here first, off the record, on the QT, and very hush-hush. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Riley. It's been a while since uh, we had a small business podcast for Small Business Confidential, but uh, it's, after, it's after Labor Day, and we are going to be cranking them out at a, at a fevered frenzy. And with me is... Uh, my assistant, Brooke Riley. Brooke, how you doing? Doing all right. Just getting some work done on a Monday. Monday being Labor Day. Well, our uh, we're going to talk about the hardest thing about running your business, which is hiring. And it's even harder than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Because if you had your own business, and you, or you were talking to somebody who had their own business, they would say over and over and over again, I just can't find good people. And therein lies the problem. You don't necessarily find people. It's not like finding that lottery ticket. There is some things that you need to be aware of. So, Brooke, what's been your observation in the last 10 years hiring in our uh, company? Well, I think there's a couple layers. I mean, the first part is a, you know, finding, getting people to come in for interviews. That's the first layer, seeing if they even show up. From there, you kind of sort through, all right, who has some skills, who's got a good attitude. Uh, and it's one thing to, what I've learned is it's one you know, some guy might blow you away in an in interview and then they get to the job site and they're super entitled or they lied about what skills they have. You know, you have to match them up with the right supervisor. You know, somebody's not going to scare them away. So I would say that the hard part isn't necessarily hiring people, it's developing people and it's finding people who can last in a company, you know, not someone who lasts a couple of months or, you know, a season, but. Well, there, first of all, you've got to have people to your point. You have to have people that are trainable. They're open to be trained. And why are they open to be trained? Because they value the job. They want to be at this company. So it's in their vested interest to learn what you're telling them to. If they see this job, the job that you're giving them, 
as what I call the bus stop job, they're not going to be listening. They're, you know, they go home or maybe even on their lunch break, they're looking for their next job. They're trying to move up the ladder. So having, being able to recognize those people that are trainable, that want to stay is a critical first, first step. Now let's get into the second step, which is, okay, how do you find those trainable guys? I mean, that's a million dollar question. I mean, if I could, uh, if I could do that, you know, be a zip recruiter type and people call me up and say, um, Hey, listen, I need three guys who are going to stay and grow with me in the company. I quit my day job and do that. That's how valuable this is. Uh, so for number two, it's recognizing that we're in a new environment. I mean, 10 years ago after the crash, 20 years ago in the contracting business, you were going out doing estimates, trying to get work. And people were getting two or three estimates because, you know, uh, they'd call up and they'd say, yeah, I'm, I'm collecting estimates for work. And you'd get in line and you'd give them an estimate and you try to differentiate yourself from the other two price quality you know the whole whole nine yards offering them offering that customer something that um, was appealing to them and a lot of times it wasn't necessarily connected to price they say well we're not exactly looking for the lowest but you know if they're if it's going to be the highest there better be some compelling reason so that's where we are now because Getting the work is not a problem. It's getting the workers that is a problem. So you have to re reinvent how you're approaching hiring. Putting an ad in Craigslist is for, hey, I'm looking for painters. I'm looking for carpenters. I'm looking for waitstaff. That's not necessarily going to be the way it's going to work. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I wasn't, doing sales eight, 10 years ago. So I don't have a lot, I don't have any background on that. I, I do know that this past summer from, or, you know, spring, summer, that I've had my best year of sales um, that I've ever had. And I think luckily our company is very, analytical you know we think in in we think in analytics we think in scheduling taking the right job looking at our schedule who's the right fit and then once we get the job we figure out all right how are we going to get this done um and that's where organizing and scheduling and you know that's why we meet once a week with the foreman and review our schedule. Well, um, one thing that one thing that um, that I've done differently in terms of hiring, and I've directed people to do differently, is something we've never done before. One is we've hired more subs. A lot of our prior jobs were, you know, we we had four crews, full time people. Now it's half the size. But there's more subs. And what are the, who are the subs we, work, we are actually hiring? We're hiring young people. Like we went to 
we went to our uh, paint store and you did this, Brooke. Well, you tell, tell our uh, listeners what you did at Sherwin-Williams store. Yeah, well, we went to, I went to our local Sherwin-Williams store up the street and I talked to our, talked to the manager up there and just asked him, I said, who, who are a couple of young painters, young guys who you get a good feeling about? You know, someone who's got their act together, someone who uh, is, you know, young and and hungry and, you know, who's made a good impression on you. And he gave me about five, six names and I reached out to them. I'd, I'd say probably 50% of them got back to me. And right now we've tried out a couple of them. You know, and it's very interesting working with because I'm used to working with subs like plumbers and roofers and HVAC and electrical. And I've never worked with a sub uh, who's a painter. So in our first case, it was very interesting. I wish I could go back in time and do that one again. uh, See how he came up with his price. And our second one, it was kind of the exact opposite where the price was a little too reasonable but you know with that we saw that all right he gave us that that price and this is the quality so it's very interesting having worked with two different subs and i think you and i have learned you know what to do differently with that and you know as we were as i was waiting for this zoom invite you know i'm kind of sorting through organizing the the one sub we have coming in next week uh and our other new potential employee who's uh been in the united states for a couple months from afghanistan you know working with him setting him up tomorrow so yeah we're i mean we're working multiple tracks here we're working the track of strictly subcontractors who have their own small company. We're working another track where it's kind of guys who are on a part-time basis a, a couple of days a week. Some of our, some of our older guys who just, you know, they don't want to stay retired. They want to keep working, but not 40 to 45 hours a week. And we're still working the track of keeping our, hiring ads out there for potential uh, full-time employees. Well, I'm not, I'm not banking on, if you look at the different buckets we have, I can summarize it, picking up what you were saying, Brooke. The first bucket is, is the subs that have their own small businesses because they're suffering from the same problem. In fact, it's even worse for them in terms of hiring because they don't have an established company like we have. So, I mean, it's really, one guy who decided I'm going to start my own business and maybe his best friends working with him, And it's just the two of them. And it, as we've seen, the third guy is, is their problem hire. He, you know, he's there some days, he's not other days. And so we're basically telling this two man, small painting company is look at, we'll give you the work. So you don't have to spend your time not only, you know, painting the house, but going out and getting other painting jobs. And you'll make what you, you know, 
would make on your own with less stress. And it's just you and your other guy. And the kicker we're throwing in is like, we'll teach you how to run your business, which most people who start their own business, including myself 40 years ago, didn't have a clue what they were doing. Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. If you enjoy listening to our Small Business Confidential podcast, we're sure you'll enjoy our first podcast, The Cleveland Real Estate Investor. We give outside investors an inside look into the real estate market in Cleveland. Cleveland has been on the rise and investors from all over see those cheap prices and salivate. Our job is to educate those investors and steer them in the right direction with several years of experience of how to do it right and many examples of how to do it wrong. Find the Cleveland Real Estate Investor podcast on any app you listen to your podcast today. So that's bucket number one is the small companies, these go-getters who are probably starting to feel the stress and then just bring them along to work within our crew groups. And there you've hired probably two guys that way. That's number one. Number two, you were alluding to this, and I think it may have been a little confusing to the listeners, Brooke, is hiring retired guys. Number The second bucket is retirees who just want to work two days, no more than three days. We've got five, four guys who are part-time and these guys can do it all. They show up, they enjoy the work. You put them, uh, you give them something to do like fixing a door, doing some tile work, whatever. This is something they've done all their life in their house on the weekends. And now all of a sudden you're giving them a part-time job at a nice pay rate and everybody's happy. And then the third bucket is our virtual assistants. For those who haven't been following this podcast, we have four women in the Philippines who work remotely. And Brooke, tell the, our listeners what those four are doing. Well, a couple of them are working directly with myself and uh, our other controller, reviewing all the payroll hours, the sub costs, invoices. You know, Home Depot missed uh, late invoices or things that aren't tracked in the material spreadsheet. Uh, so a lot more of the kind of accounting work, the back-end accounting work. The third one is working, I think, more with you, Mike, and Amari, helping sort through the voicemails, setting up estimates, helping Amari with, I think, scheduling mini-jobs. And we'll also be having her from the Philippines check on our security systems, which is all online. Being able to check that at night when we're asleep and she's awake. And the fourth one is working directly with Lindsay on the property side of things. Now, think about it, folks. We have one woman in the Philippines who answers the phone. Think about that. And answering the phone in the 21st century style is people leave a message. That message is then converted to an email form and it's sent out to designated recipients, myself, 
couple of the people in the company and Melanie in our office uh, in, I'm sorry, in, in the Philippines. And Melanie, by the way, is editing this podcast. So we've got two women who, who all the invoices now are in the cloud. So instead of imagine the old way where you'd have your bookkeepers come in, they come into the office and they would fish through paper invoices. And then they would balance the statement. They'd enter in the cost to the different jobs. And this would all be done in a real-time office. Now it's a virtual office where they are getting their invoices from all the different foremen electronically. It's all online. They do their work there. And we have a staff of people who value their jobs. And we value not only their work ethic, but their attitude. So between, we've got three buckets that we now have because we've been forced to evolve in the changing nature of the economy. Those three buckets are young subs who are starting out in their own businesses who look to us for guidance and for work retirees who are appreciative of the fact that we're giving them fun work to do in a low stress environment and it keeps them active. And the third is um, virtual assistance in a country where they really appreciate the work coming from America. It's a radical shift in how we approach hiring. And I'm not even, if I put an ad in the Craigslist, I would just assume that it's going nowhere. It's just a waste of money. We still have our uh, our fourth active bucket, which is referrals, where somebody is disenchanted with their job. Here's from a friend of ours. This is a really good company to work for. And you can work part-time. You can do side work with us as a sub. You get a 1099. And uh, so... People, everybody who's working in the company now wants to work here. And if they want to work here, they're trainable and teachable. And they're open to being taught the way, the successful ways that we run our business. Your thoughts, Brooke? Yeah, I think that's all. I mean, hey, that's why hiring is the hardest part nowadays. And it's like I said, I mean, it's one thing to put an ad out there and get people to come in, but then to, to be able to, to develop people and find someone with the right attitude. So, but when you do find one or two, it, it, it it's so satisfying, not only for us uh, from a company side point, but, you know, for them, because maybe they've been stuck in a job that they just hate. They want to get into the contracting industry. You know, they like working with their hands. They like being outside. And when you find that those couple who not only fit, but then they last, it, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. And what the COVID economy has forced people to do is to A, work remotely, B, work differently, and it's forced managers to up, up their A-game. You know, there's no more tyrannical managers anymore because people will simply walk. There are no more 
uh, working. I mean, I'm thinking of uh, Black Friday, Thanksgiving. I'm thinking, who would want to work in retail at 12 o'clock at night on Friday after Thanksgiving? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> you know, you'd be crazy to, to take that job. And people are waking up and, and in this economy realizing I can do it differently. I don't have to take just any job. And so we, the small business confidential lesson for today is this has always been the hardest part of running your own business is dealing with employees and finding the, the people that you can build an organization around. But it's hard, like you said, Brooke. So those are some of the lessons that we've learned that some that we put into practice just in the last two years. And right now it's working. So final thoughts, Brooke? No, I think you summed it up really nicely. It's, uh, hey, if it was easy, then, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But it's uh, when you do find someone who fits and or you find a sub who, you know, like the subs that we have, you know, those subs who we've been working with, a couple of them, you know, since I was a little kid. When you find them and they fit and and they're fair and we like them and they like working with us. It, you know, it's always uh, a good feeling. Yeah, exactly. And you got to pay these guys on time. You can't play with their money. And that's another mistake. Undercapitalized people out there may be listening to this. If you don't have money to meet payroll, if you're scrambling around robbing Peter to pay Paul. You might as well go work for a company like us just until you learn how to capitalize yourself and learn how to stay within your budgets. So, but if you're having, if you're gasping for breath, meeting payroll, you're working seven days a week, uh, you're not ready for prime time. You're not ready to run your own business. You need to take, you need to take uh, some time off and uh, work for some companies and watch how they do it. And that's how you learn. So, We'll end on that note, and folks, we'll be back in a, in a week with another fun-filled episode. Thanks, Brooke. Enjoy your day. Yeah, no problem. You too. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Confidential. To support, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Also, add our podcast to your favorite streaming services. Everything is appreciated, and we'll be back soon with another episode and upload schedule. The person voicing the intro's name is Travis Ryder, and the music was done by our engineer, me, Amari. Thank you.